Hey, what's going on guys? It's Devin and this is The Last Rep, episode 7. And on this episode, we'll be interviewing Kaylee Klitzing, IFBB Pro. She's a professional figure competitor. She runs a gym, entrepreneur, business owner of Keeks Treats, and much more. So uh, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to episode 7 of the Posted Up podcast. I have a very special guest today, Miss Kaylee. Uh, is it Klitzing? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right. One, one to make sure I said that right. Miss <laughs> Kaylee Klitzing. Uh, you all know her as Keeks Treats from my most recent video. Um, I tried a couple of the uh, blondies and cookies that she sent me and I was hooked. They're crack, I'm telling you. So we're going to talk a little bit today about her journey to IFBB Pro status, um, competitive powerlifting, how she got into uh, making such delicious treats and uh, in the midst of all of that, uh, potentially moving to the other side of the country uh, while still managing and running multiple businesses. So uh, without further ado, uh, Kaylee, welcome. And if you could uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you're from, where you're at, age, whatever you want to kind of roll through. Yeah, um, so I am actually from California. I lived there my whole life up until I moved out to Portland, Oregon. Um, five years ago. Um, and that was the first time I, I was actually still living with my parents. And I was like, surprise, mom and dad, I'm gonna leave and <laughs> move to another state with another with a brand new guy. Um, but it was definitely like the best decision decision I've ever made. Um, it just opened my eyes to the world, literally. Um, so we've been out here. Um, I, I am an IFBB figure pro. And then I got into powerlifting when I moved out here. Um, my husband and I opened up a gym in Portland and then uh, we have an online coaching business. Uh, we recently started our own supplement line. And then coming up on a year, I started my own baking business. So just kind of <laughs> doing a lot um, between businesses and being competitive athletes. But it's been a blast. It's awesome. I can't wait to dig into all of that. So real quick, <laughs> for, for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, um, I'm going to pull up her personal page here. Um, I wanted to roll through some of these so we could talk about it. Uh, hopefully you can see my screen here. Um, so let's go down to maybe. <laughs> all right. There's a couple that I picked out earlier that I wanted you to touch on. The first one is this one right here. I think this was from your second pro show. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a pro. How many... Uh, how many shows? How long have you been in it? Um, what got you started? Um, so all throughout, like, yeah, I think when I started, uh, I don't know how old was that? I think I was eight. Um, I had started cheerleading and then I cheered all the way through high school. Um, but after high school, my parents didn't want to pay for it anymore. And it's very <laughs> expensive. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got to go to the gym or something. And so I started going to the gym and I saw a girl that 
was just looked absolutely amazing and turns out she was a figure competitor and so that was what kind of introduced me to it and I was like hey I want to try do you think you can coach me and so she coached me um not all the way through <laughs> to my first show I ended up uh having to go separate ways but I've I met plenty of coaches along the way um and I so I did what I, I did my first show at the very end of 2015, and I got my pro card uh, mid-2017. Wow. Um, so I did three figure shows, and I tried to do women's physique, um, but I'm really small, so that didn't really work out. <laughs> um, and then I ended up taking a couple years off from it, um, and then I started doing my pro shows after Bitch. that. So I've Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, which uh, which show did you turn pro at? Um, USA's. Okay. And that's Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So turned pro a couple years later in Vegas and then took a few years off, um, came back to it, or was powerlifting kind of born in between that? Um, I did start powerlifting um, mainly to help me because obviously – I mean, I guess I shouldn't say obviously. It's obvious to me. Um, I definitely had some, like, body image issues. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was solely focused on the fact that I wasn't shredded. And obviously, it's not healthy for women to stay that lean. So I tried powerlifting. And turns out I am actually kind of good at it. Um, so within a couple of meets, I was top 10 in the world in my weight class. Wow. Um, so I dabbled in that and I just kind of, that helped me take my focus off of not being lean um, mm -hmm. and just focusing on feeling good and performing good. Um, and then I did end up getting back into bodybuilding. Um, a couple years later, I decided that I feel like I was in a good place. I was really strong and put on some good size. So I was going to try to get ready for the pro stage. Nice. And I think that's something, that's a really good point that you brought up is the body image issues. And me being a competitor, it was definitely something that I went through as well. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't understand uh, when it comes to this sport. You get so wrapped up in having to become lean and you get so used to seeing yourself that lean that you forget that you're only doing that for a small portion of time. And once the show's over, I mean, I remember my first show was terrible. I think I rebounded like probably 30 pounds in three days. I just went off the rails. Um, there oh, was three days. <laughs> yeah. So there was, I mean, the night of the show, I, my very first show I did novice and I remember being put dead center and my coach came up to me after uh, prejudging and he said, you look great up there. Posing could have, you know, there are a couple things you could have tweaked, but you're either first or second with the way that they had you. You never moved. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we're talking and he's like, yeah, so for novice, for night show, everything's already, you know, big. the judges basically have everything planned out. At this point, you're just going out and you get a little bit extra time on stage. And I'm like, wait a second. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter how I look at the night show. And he's like, not for novice. No, they don't, they don't judge beyond prejudging. 
I didn't know that. Right. So I'm backstage and I'm like, oh, it's time to, you know, it's it, it's time to, to carve up. So I'm back there. It's like a cupcake and somebody had, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Rice Krispie treats. I'm like, yeah, let me get one of those. And I'm back there with Pop-Tarts and it was just all bad. And there was no plan of what to do post-show. And I think that's something where I see a lot of competitors fall off too, is mm-hmm. their coach that they're working with does everything to get them to that point. And then it's, all right, good to go. See you later. So for me, yeah. it was, I just ate. I ate everything that I wanted to eat that I couldn't eat for the last six months. Um, yeah, and you're starving. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, it was bad. I remember coming, we were on our way back. It was Seven Feathers. So it was down in Eugene. And I remember my wife saying, so what do you want to eat? And I was like, I really just want a burger. So we stopped by like Carl's Jr. I got a burger and fries and a milkshake and she's driving home. It's like midnight. We're coming back to Salem. And I just remember, I'm like, oh, pull off here. I want this too. And I don't even remember what it was, but we stopped. Then we got back in the morning and it was just pancakes and this and that. Yeah. And it blew up. Um, ankles were swollen. It was, mm-hmm. it, it was terrible, but your body's the, not ready for all of that. Yeah, not at all. And that's what people don't realize. And, and to bring it back to your main point of body image issues, it, it I remember it really messed with me because I was like, man, I just spent six months getting into what I thought was the best shape of my life. And then here I did, you know, here in three days, I completely blew it. Yeah. And, and it took a while for my body to kind of normalize after the water dissipated, mm-hmm. but there's still that image. You know, I think when everything was said and done a few weeks later, I was up probably 10 or 12 pounds and I looked fine. But to me, I was like, Oh man, it's not I'm, like you're fat. I'm getting fat. Yeah. I don't see the striations in my obliques. I, you know, my quads aren't as tight. And it wasn't until probably the second or third show, uh, we had a plan post show. I mm-hmm. definitely didn't rebound as hard. I, I did it the right way. But still mentally, I had to tell myself, like, I don't need to look like this. Yeah. And and I try to tell people that all the time that want to compete for the sole purpose to just get cut. And I'm like, if that's why you're competing, you're going to be a world of hurt mentally when this is all said and done. Because you're going to do all this to get beyond a point of leanness that is considered normal and then everything beyond that, you're just going to feel as fat and you're going to yeah. fight that battle for a long time. So I think a lot of people fail to realize that. And I'm glad that you brought that up because even as an IFBB pro, you know, it's something that people struggle with. Yeah. Um, so thank yeah. you. Thank you for bringing that up. And I apologize oh, for going of off on the tangent. No, uh, I mean, like you said, it's definitely an important topic that I feel, I feel like it's coming to the surface more so now but like I had no clue that that was ever going to be an issue mm-hmm. when I started it I thought like I'm just going to look awesome and then I'm going to be fine yep. but I actually didn't start dealing with that until like the better and better I got at it the worse and worse my like disordered eating and body image stuff got um because then I, I I just expected so much more from myself right. so now if, if anybody especially women tell me that they're interested in it kind of like what you said, like, if you just want to lose weight and look good, like, just do that. Mm-hmm. Like, just change your lifestyle and find a way to achieve your goals another way instead of trying to step on stage and then you're actually being judged on the way you look. Yeah, and, and that's mentally tough too because you're standing up there thinking, you know, I look better than this guy or, you know, whatever. And then to be told, it, it's all based on judgment. So to be told, hey, that guy looks better than you, even though it's close, yeah. 
it's a it's a mental it's a mental thing. So, um, but let's talk powerlifting. So you got into powerlifting. Um, what what started that? What made you say I'm a bodybuilder? I'm gonna switch gears and just go pick up a ton of weight. Well, I've always really enjoyed training. Um, I was always pretty strong and I'm very competitive. Uh, so I, I generally trained with guys, whether it be coworkers when I used to work at gyms um, or my boyfriend at the time. And I would always, I would compete with them, even though like, obviously I'm not going to be as strong as them. Um, well, some of them I was, but, um, and then when I met my husband, he, he was a powerlifter and had been doing it for a while. And our actually first date was, I went to, to the gym with him and benched with him. And most girls don't really bench, but, and then he was training with kilos. So I didn't know what was on the bar. And I was, uh, I was like, whatever, I'll just do whatever you put on the bar. And turns out like my first day, like actually benching, I think I benched like 154 for a couple of reps. Wow. Um, that was at what, what weight were you at then? Um, I was probably in the one thirties. Okay. Uh, yeah. When like probably close to one forty cause I had just rebounded after a show <laughs> after I got my pro card. Um, but then he was like, huh, maybe you should try <laughs> powerlifting. So when we moved out here, we had trained at Kabuki, um, with Chris Duffin. And so I just, kind of got in it and was like, I'll give it a shot and just focus on getting stronger, which definitely helped me not think about the fact that I wasn't super lean. Right. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. It's just different. Right. Um, I, I'm definitely different than most powerlifters because I did a lot more volume. I just had, um, I was able to handle more mm-hmm. because I was so used to all the reps when I trained for bodybuilding. Right. Um, so even when I was getting really close to a meet, I still trained kind of like a bodybuilder, but I just started off with like squat bench or deadlift. Sure. But, and so then kind of the same thing, I got really good at that and wanted to keep going. <laughs> so food wise, what are the biggest differences? Obviously you're eating for goals in both scenarios, bodybuilding and powerlifting. Um, bodybuilding, obviously in general, we're eating either just enough to maintain um, or below to cut or in enough of a surplus that we're still staying lean, uh, but we're utilizing everything we're, we're eating. How does that compare to, um, like your diet with powerlifting? So me being a smaller girl, cause I'm just, just about five feet tall. Um, I, my calories got really low when I would diet. Um, I'm pretty sure my last pro show I was eating like six, 700 calories a day. Wow. Um, fortunately I'm mentally strong enough to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm busy enough to where I'm not so focused on being hungry, but, um, the kinds of food is relatively the same. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause that's the lifestyle that I've created for myself. So it doesn't really matter if I'm getting ready for a bodybuilding show or powerlifting. Um, it was just the amount like the goal with powerlifting was to train well and perform well. Um, it wasn't to lose weight, just feel good and perform good. So I would, I was, it just, it helped my relationship with food. 
Mm-hmm. So it was mainly the, the difference was the amount, but the, and then not, not, like not being afraid to eat carbs. Like that's going to help me perform better. Um, and then obviously like I would do powerlifting in my bodybuilding off season. So if I wanted to have some cookies, then I could, and it wasn't really that big of a deal. It wasn't going to mess up my whole prep. Right. I hope so I those, answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that was perfect. So as far as, so that was food training style. I know you said you kept it very similar. Um, what is your preferred training style when it comes to bodybuilding and powerlifting? It, it sounds like you're more of a high volume. Um, is And so it, I guess just kind of explain your training style and then how that carried over transitioned between powerlifting and bodybuilding. So before, before I met Tony and he like really helped me learn to train optimally and like program properly to be my best. Um, and then also finding exercises that work. Cause if you're, when I just bodybuild like did bodybuilding, I would just do exercises I thought were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of went until I couldn't go anymore. Right. Um, which is probably why I was able to handle so much when I started powerlifting. Um, so I did do a lot of reps, but I also liked to lift heavy. So there were some movements that I would lower the reps, but it still was way more than just one, like what powerlifters do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I got into powerlifting, there was just uh, more barbell movements so obviously I did barbell bench press and squat and deadlift um where before I wouldn't do too much I'm sorry about the light oh that's okay um I can't keep it on it keeps turning off on me (laughs) um but so the closer I would get to a powerlifting meet then the volume would go down and the load would go up and then when I'm getting ready for a bodybuilding show, I don't need to be as strong as I possibly can. But after I got into powerlifting, I did maintain very similar programming when I started going back into bodybuilding and just kind of like combined the two because I got so strong and built such good muscle in powerlifting that in order to keep that, I wanted to maintain that same training that way as I'm dieting, because you're not really going to be able to gain muscle mass while you're in a calorie deficit. So your goal is to maintain as much as you can. So Tony and I just figured that if I just trained the way I did when I built the muscle, then that will help me maintain it. So the goal was to be able to stay as strong as I possibly could. Right going into bodybuilding as well. Obviously when you get really close and you're really lean, you have to kind of bring it back a little bit. You don't want to get hurt right before a show. Mm -hmm. You have no fluff to protect you, but so now it's relatively the same. Um, it really just like the load obviously will be different. Um, but I still will have days where I have a lot of reps or certain exercises where I have reps and also certain exercises that I have just like more load and less reps. So that makes it a little bit challenging to like be able to tell people. Right. But I just, I, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it better. So did you find um, coming back to bodybuilding um, as you cut uh, 
So did you find after you did powerlifting, then came back to bodybuilding and did a cut that you were able to maintain a lot more strength than you were previously? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I know, um, I also just, it was a mental thing too, Mm -hmm. because then I understood why I was still training hard. Cause I used to think that lighter, uh, lighter weight and more reps was the way to go. Um, so I, it was my out, like uh, you're tired and you're hungry. So you're not really like, you don't have the energy to push really hard sometimes. So it was like, no, that's, that's normal. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be doing things light right now. I'm getting ready for my bodybuilding show. So then when I realized like, no, that's not really the case to bring my best, like you got to still train hard. And so it just switched my mindset. Um, and like now when I think back on what I've done, like for my pro shows, I don't know how I did it. Like, I'm like, what the heck? Because I think um, for my first and second pro shows, I was also getting ready for a powerlifting meet. I was going to do a show one month, a show the next month, and then a powerlifting meet the next month. Crazy. Um, so I was, I, yes, I was, I was dieting for my shows, but I was training for the meet. Right. And I was still really strong. I think I was one week out, and I think I was squatting – 200 pounds for reps, benching, uh, what, 160, 165 for reps and pulling 315 and at a hundred pounds, um, eating like 600 calories. (laughs) So it is quite amazing what you're capable of if you really like believe in yourself. Um, again, being really smart, um, with my recovery and my sleep. That way, it didn't get hurt. And obviously, if a day felt bad because I was so lean, then you back a little bit. But it helped me a lot to just be better and perform well. Nice. Um, so, on this particular podcast, I like to talk a lot about business, how it interacts with um, fitness. Uh, we have another bodybuilder or another podcast that's bodybuilding specific, but I think that with what we just talked about, it's really important because it leads into this next topic, which is the fact that you're running multiple businesses on top of doing all of this. And for those of you that don't understand the amount of commitment and time that it takes to prep for a bodybuilding show um, (laughs) or a powerlifting meet, it is very, very time intensive. Your entire day is built around making sure that you're eating your meals on time. You're getting to the gym when needed. Um, Obviously, for those that have been doing it for a while, you understand the importance of, I hate to use the word balance, because there's really not, it's one of those things where you're either all in or you're not, but you understand how to make it work. So so let's talk about how to make it work. um, And tell me a little bit about the businesses that you guys currently have going um, before we get into the baking specifically, but um, tell me about that. Okay. Um, so we have our online coaching. So we do training and nutrition um, for our clients. So that one's, depending on how many clients we have, that one's a little bit easier to manage just because you could do it wherever you're at. Right. And what's um, the name of that? Team Phoenix Performance. All right. And I'll make sure that I grab that information and put it in the show notes for anybody that wants to check that out. Thank you for that. Um, And then we have our gym, Strength Union, in Southeast Portland. 
And so that one, our gym's been open for two and a half years. Um, and so it's, mm, people think it's a powerlifting gym. We like to say it's a strength gym. That way, like anybody can come. Any, any, anybody and everyone can benefit from getting a little bit stronger. Um, but it's a, it's a warehouse gym or like a glorified garage gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you can Which, still bodybuild out of it though. That was it. one of, I used to work out at the coast and there was a gym out there in South beach, um, that was the same way. They, mm-hmm. they did a ton of powerlifting. Um, the owner also worked at one of the hotels that they have a lot of the, the big meets out in Newport and, um, Rick Rayburn shout out. It's probably not listening. Cause I swear I only have like five followers, but, um, I just remember that gym was awesome. Cause it was the same thing. It was just a strength gym. It was where you went when you just wanted to go get stuff done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we have that. It's, uh, it's 2,200 square feet. So it's, okay. like I said, it's like a glorified garage gym, yeah. but, uh, Tony did a great job with the layout of our equipment. So we have a ton of stuff in there. Um, so that's, that's the other business. And then we just recently started a supplement line. Um, well, not too recently. It's probably coming up on a year. Um, we now have six supplements. We actually just posted today that we have pre-orders for our three new supplements that came out. Um, and I mean, I could go all, go over all of them, but, but it might be easier just to link because we have a lot of different stuff than like okay. most places. And um, what's the name of it? Um, Subject Zero Sups. Subject Zero Sups. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes too. And just real briefly, what are some of the new products you have coming out? And then what's one of the main staples that you guys really promote? So our main thing is like, is health. So yes, we work with athletes, but like we are, one of our new products is, is a pre-workout and there's no stim in it. Um, no caffeine because there's so many people that train at night and then they take all this pre-workout and caffeine and then they can't sleep or they don't sleep well, which then gets in the way of your recovery. So we have our, uh, stim free pre-workout that is coming out. And then we also have a intro workout. So a carb drink. And then a hydration formula. Very cool. Yeah, um, I love, I'm a huge proponent of non-STEM or low-STEM pre-workouts um, for that exact reason. I'll usually go to the gym about 6.37 after my boys get ready to go to bed. And then from there, it's, I mean, even if I'm tired, I try to stay away from the STEMs because you're going to get enough adrenaline and endorphin rush just from lifting and it's Mm -hmm. already hard enough to wind down and people don't understand you guys you burn fat and you increase muscle mass while you rest so if you're not doing those things well don't wonder why you're not losing weight or gaining size um so that's awesome i'll make sure that i get that info down in the show notes too Um, yeah yeah and then my favorite of all, uh, <laughs> actually, I love everything you just said. And I really want to swing by and check the gym out one of these weekends. Um, but let's talk about baking and how you got started. So I got started with baking because we had, gosh, dang it. 
Um, and real have, quick, I just want to, I sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're so, fine. This is the Keeks Treats specific page. So make sure you guys check this out. Again, I'll put the info in the show notes. Uh, Instagram keeks.treats. Um, but I'll show some of these off for the people that are watching, for those that are listening. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're missing out. They'll just have to go look on their own. Yeah. So Keeks Treats and baking. How did you get started with that? So I started baking because Tony and I would have one cheat meal a week and homemade things are just so much better mm-hmm. than store-bought stuff. And so I'd bake whatever we were craving for that, that cheat meal. And then I would bring the rest to coworkers when I didn't work for myself. And everyone was like, man, these are really good. And so I just kept bringing them to them. And then eventually they like started dropping little like dollars in my bucket. So they're like, we need to pay you for these. These are really good. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to like turn away some money. Like, sure, you can pay me. And then when we opened up our gym, I was still, I was baking. And so I would bring in leftover treats to the gym. Um, And then when I started dieting, I didn't eat any of them. Like I would just. So I would bring them to the gym and have my members try them for me. And like, like, oh, let me see you open it. Let me see what it looks like inside. And does it taste okay? And then they were like, man, these are really good. Like, you should sell these. So that was kind of where it started. And I was like, really? You think? And Tony was like, yeah, you should give it a shot. So I started the Keeks Treats Instagram and like, all right, let's see what we can do. So it's still brand new, but it's profitable and growing, so I can't complain. Um, That's awesome. And, and I got to say, so I, so for everybody out there, again, I had my first go around with Keeks Treats uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm almost out. I have like two brownies left. I've been portioning, <laughs> uh, but we have some more on the way. I have a video that I'll be putting out this next weekend that will be talking specifically about uh, the, I don't really call them cheat days. Uh, they're more refeeds. I, the coach I work with, his name's Skip Hill. He specifically calls the way he does it skip loading, um, where it's a time frame based, uh, refeed. So as the body gets better at processing the amount of food that we're pushing, uh, the window opens. So I started with like one meal or two meals, three hours apart. We're now at four meals within eight hours. Um, Usually don't track, but I did this last weekend and I think I pushed almost 6,500 calories. Uh, whereas my, yeah, whereas my normal Monday through Saturday is like 2,200. Um, so we're pushing the food, but I'm going to go over that. So I'm excited. We got some, some of her treats on the way, uh, that I'll be able to sample and, and show you guys as well. Uh, and again, I did a review of the animal cookie uh, animal cracker cookies that she made frosted animal cracker cookies, uh, that were amazing. So definitely if you get a chance check those out, um, how do you manage your time between everything you and your husband are doing and then still finding time to stay fit, not even competing, but just making your own time at the gym. So that has been a challenge as at least lately. Um, the more I'm getting to keep streets, because obviously the other ones are kind of within the gym and within the health and fitness industry. 
So when I go to, to work at my gym, I just train. Um, and so it was just that part, like everything was a little bit easier until I added in cakes and it's so time consuming to bake. Um, so I, I mean, it's a work in progress for sure, but in May, so it was mother's day and it had been a few months of quarantine. I got so busy with cakes because people were sick of being at home and then people were ordering for their moms and I, I wasn't able to go to the gym. I had, it was like so on the back burner that I was, I was just working and baking. And I realized that like, yes, I love baking and yes, I'm not like getting ready for any kind of competition, but I have to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always made it a priority before this. That needs to still be the case. Whether that be, I go to the gym before I even start baking. Um, so there, uh, for a while, I was waking up at 4 a.m. every morning. Um, wasn't quite good for my recovery after doing it for like three years. <laughs> so I don't always wake up at 4 in the morning anymore. But like if I needed to, on if I knew I had a big day with baking, then perhaps I'd go to the gym at 4 in the morning and, I- and then start. Yeah. And I love that you say that because I'm the same way. Um, If I had in the past, it was, well, just go to the gym when I go to the gym. Well, sometimes that doesn't happen. Just like anything else, if you're not prepared, then you're, you know, you're going to fail. And there's days where I'll wake up at 3 a.m. and I'll run upstairs and I'll eat and I'll go back to bed until four. Then I get up and go to the gym. Hey guys, I want to apologize. We had some technical difficulties and for some reason the last 10 minutes got cut out of the audio only. You can check out the full interview on YouTube and I just wanted to take a minute to thank our sponsors. I hope you guys know that uh, I don't put my name behind anything I don't use or I don't recommend or trust. So shout out to our sponsors, Keeks Treats, Kaylee Klitzing's cookie company if you guys get a chance go ahead and check her out the info is in the show notes and if you use code devin 10 you get 10 percent off also want to thank the guys over at feed me fight me that's feedmefightme.com athletic apparel code devin 39 saves you 10 percent as well so thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next episode